Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 18 of the Money Love Podcast. Another bonus episode for you guys being released on a Thursday. This is the third week in a row that you guys have gotten two episodes in one week. I hope you guys have been loving just these extra bonus episodes, and I'm sad to tell you that this is going to be the last one for a while. So this is the last episode that we are going to be talking about money and your relationships. And then next week, we are going to just go back to regular scheduled programming episodes being released on once a week Tuesdays and just talking about all things money. But like I said, you guys have been loving this facet of money, just talking about money in terms of your relationship. So just a reminder, Money Harmony is out. I told you all about it in the last episode, so I'm not going to go through it all again. But just reminding you, for those of you who listen to the podcast episodes when they're dropped and you still have time, The $100 off, getting budget love for free, getting all of the bonus courses and the free coaching with me, all of that is going to end on Monday, November 23rd, 2020 at midnight central. So you guys just make sure that you snag that deal. There's a lot of you guys that have told me that you're going to jump in, but you haven't yet. And I just want to make sure that you do not miss it. So links for all of that is in the show notes. You can also check out my IG bio at The Purposeful Penny, and you can find all of the information there. So let's talk about how to disagree with people, and then specifically how to disagree with people about money. Let's be honest. I have to tell you guys, <laughs> from what I've seen on the internet this year, especially in 2020, and just the interactions that I've had with just a lot of you guys just in general, we're not very good at it. We're not very good with disagreeing with people. Most of us cannot disagree with someone without getting mad, without getting angry, without getting worked up. And so I just want to tell you that you can have a conversation with somebody and completely disagree about something, and you can still love each other. You can still hug it out, still kumbaya. You can still stay calm and peaceful and loving and all of the things, but still disagree. You can disagree and you don't have to get upset. You don't have to get mad. You don't have to get huffy and puffy. But I really want you to think about why we as the humans have such a hard time disagreeing with other people and doing it in a calm manner. Like, why do we feel like we either need to make the other person agree with us and see our side or just completely eliminate the person? And you guys know this. It has become rampant in the world of social media, this cancel culture. We now live in a world where we will eliminate and cancel anyone who has a differing viewpoint than we do. Or if there is someone who in our eyes isn't following our manual, remember the concept of the manual, our rule book, our instruction guide for people that we expect them to follow. For anyone who doesn't follow our manual, they're out, they're done, they're gone. We do this in all areas of our life, but I have to be honest, this has never become more evident to me than it has in the past year with the election, right? So obviously this is not a podcast about politics, but I will tell you one story 
that I saw recently that I just thought was really interesting. There is a voice in the money mindset space. And recently she posted on her Instagram that anyone who voted for a particular candidate was no longer welcome in her community. And I just found that so fascinating because, you know, as a principal in her community, she preaches tolerance and acceptance and diversity, right? But then it's, you know, going on your Instagram platform and saying like, hey, for any of you who voted for this particular candidate, you are no longer welcome in my community. And I just found that, like I said, I found it very interesting. And obviously she was taking a very hard stance, which, you know, a lot of people really appreciated. But there is something to be said about this notion of if you don't believe what I believe, you're out, you're gone, and you're not welcome here. And I want you to know that the truth is what I believe is that you can actually enjoy other people who have different opinions and beliefs from you. And listen, this is just a skill that so many of us have not practiced before because on default, what your brain defaults to is judgment. Because here's the interesting thing, being right about things and surrounding yourself with people who think the exact same way that you do is actually a survival mechanism. Your brain wants to be right. So when your brain does this, what happens is you end up hating people who don't believe what you believe, and you actually end up negatively judging people for their judging. And in coaching, we call this mirroring. And actually, if you just picked up on it, I just did this. I just mirrored. So this person that I told you about, I was judging her for her judging other people. So we all do this. But what I want you to know, like I said, is that you can enjoy the company of and be around people and fill your life up with people who have different opinions and beliefs from you. Now, I think that most of us realize that there are certain areas of life where there are going to be a lot of differing views and opinions, and obviously not everyone is going to see the world the way that we see the world. Politics, for example. I'm just using this as a very obvious example because it's been in our face for the past several months. But regardless if you're a Republican or a Democrat or something else, we all logically realize that there are going to be the other 50% of people that disagree with us, that have different beliefs than we do. Now, that's not to say that we're necessarily good at disagreeing with them, but we do accept the fact that not everyone will agree with us. Religion is another one. So we realize that in the world, there are many religions. And so regardless of what your religious belief is, you know that there's going to be a good chunk of people in the world who hold different religious beliefs than you do. And most of us accept that. But then we get to money. And man, oh man, money is tricky because money is an area that is really hard for us to disagree with people. Because even though it's really not, many people think that money is very logical and it's just the numbers. And so because of that, then there really should only be one right answer. And one right way to do things with something that's so very logical. And this becomes especially difficult to do with our partners. When our partners have differing money views than us, because like we talked about in a past episode, money is a core survival issue. And when you and your partner do not see eye to eye on money and you're disagreeing about something, you feel like your financial security and your well-being is under attack by the differing viewpoints of your partner. And then, you know, 
what happens? The chaos ensues. And you see this in a lot of different topics and facets of money, but one area or one, you know, popular personal finance question that sticks out to me is the debate between, you know, do I invest or do I pay off my home early? And listen, there are a lot of personal finance experts out there that will fight you to the death, that there is only one right answer to that question because of the math and because of the numbers. Here's another example. On Facebook, a couple months ago, I saw another financial influencer in the space, completely different person. And there was this article about this guy who paid off his home early and she shared it and she just went on a tirade and was basically saying, this is so dumb. This is so stupid. This is so short-sighted. The math clearly points to investing is the correct answer. And again, it was very interesting to see her perspective and just how committed she was to her viewpoint and basically telling all of her followers like, hey, if you choose to pay off your home early versus investing, that's a really stupid decision, basically. But here's my viewpoint. I think when it comes to money, I feel that there is rarely one right answer to each question that is being asked. Because money is emotional. As logical as we want to think it is, it's really not that logical. It's very emotional. And it's very unique. And it's very fluid. And because of that, there's usually no one-size-fits-all remedy that applies to every single unique financial situation. But where we have to start with this topic is getting to a point where you can accept people's differing viewpoints in any area of life, but with money as well. And we start down that journey by reminding ourselves that not everyone is going to see the world the way that you see the world. Each individual human experience is unique, which means that the variety of beliefs out there based on those unique paths and experiences is going to be vast. And listen, here's a side note, okay? How boring would it be? Let's really think about this. How boring would it be to live in a world where everyone thought and believed the same things that you do, that had the same views and the same beliefs? I know, listen, I know that your brain wants to tell you that you want everyone to believe what you do. And I know so many of us fight so hard to get everyone over onto our side of the fence. But let's think about this. There is beauty in the contrast. The variety of beliefs, really at the end of the day, it keeps things pretty interesting. And it's always challenging us to be better to come out of our cruise control, to come off our autopilot, and it challenges us to see things in a way that we never have before. That's how we grow and expand and evolve. So there are a couple steps that I want to walk you through in this process of just how to disagree with people about general topics, but then also how to disagree with people about money. So the first step is always awareness. Here is what I want to bring awareness to for you. It's the awareness of how your brain is wired to work when it comes to being right about things. So it's helpful to know that your brain just wants to be right, always. Your brain honestly just goes around thinking that you are right and other people are wrong and that being right is the most important thing. Like I said, this is actually a survival mechanism. You do not want to be isolated from the pack. Being isolated from the pack in a very caveman sense, means death. And so your brain, like I said, is just wired to think that you are right and that your beliefs are truth and that everyone else should believe what you do. 
So if you think about maybe being around a family member that has maybe a different political view than you, or maybe somebody who's making life choices or who's maybe parenting in a way that you just don't agree with, it's good to know and just have the awareness about your own mind that your mind is immediately just going to go to, that's ridiculous. Like, how could they even think that? That's obviously wrong. Now, it's important to know what you believe, and you need to like your reasons for believing it. But you need to understand why you believe what you believe without thinking that there's only one unique truth. Okay, stick with me here. People think they believe what they believe because they're right and because it's the truth. And what I want to hit you with is that no, you believe what you believe because of your history, your experience, your education, your decisions about what you want to believe. You don't believe what you believe because it's the facts of the world. You believe what you believe because of your programming. So whenever somebody says something to you that you disagree with, what your brain is doing is it's judging that circumstance. It's judging the words that the other person has said. You have a thought about whatever that person said, but then your brain is going to go to the place of, I'm right, they're wrong, and it's a very self-righteous place to be. We immediately judge someone else for being different, and when we do that, we create so much separation from that other person because we think that we're right, and we think what we believe is actually the truth of the world. Now, that's not to say that if you disagree with someone now that you know all this, then you should just suddenly change all of your beliefs and just agree with everyone. But there is this subtlety that's really important here, and it's the awareness that your beliefs are beliefs. They are not truths that exist outside of you. I'm going to say that one more time so you can hear me. Your beliefs are beliefs. They are not truths that exist outside of you. And this extends to your partner as well. Your money beliefs are your beliefs and they are not facts or the rules that extend outside of you that other people have to abide by and follow. So that is the first step of having awareness that your brain is just wired to be right. It wants to be right, but also having the awareness that your thoughts that you think are facts and truths of the world really are just your beliefs. They do not exist outside of you in the world. So first step is awareness. The second step is honoring the differences between you and the person that you are disagreeing with. So I want you to go back and listen to episode one of the podcast, whether you've listened to it or not. You guys, it's actually my most downloaded episode. And I know that there's a good reason for that. It's a very enlightening episode, but it's an episode all about your money past and your money history. And in that episode, I talk about how each of us has a very unique past and history with money based on very unique inputs and experiences with money. And so you coming into a relationship, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship and thinking that you and the other person are going to have similar inputs and experiences around money is honestly just unrealistic. Could it happen? Sure. But most of the time, the inputs that went into both of you to create who you are today are very different. Remember my analogy from a past episode, we got the cookie and we got the brownie. Neither one of you is right. You're both desserts. You're both tasty. You're both delicious. Neither of you is wrong, but you are different. 
Now, again, your brain is going to want to view those differences with the other person as a threat, as an attack on you. Again, it's that pack mentality. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm alone. I'm isolated. Your primitive brain is literally going to, there's danger. So often I hear my clients say, like, well, it just really upsets me that he thinks that. It upsets me that he believes that. And I always have to remind them, no, it doesn't. He isn't powerful enough to cause an emotional response in you. Your thoughts are what is upsetting you. You are having painful thoughts about his differing beliefs. And that is what is upsetting you. Your own thoughts are upsetting you, not his differing viewpoint. But I want you to slow your brain down a little bit and be like, okay, brain, we're not in any real danger here. So how can I embrace this opposing viewpoint? What can I learn from this? How can we take what I've got and what he's got and find common ground or come up with something even better together than our differing viewpoints are? apart. And I want to genuinely ask you this question specifically with your partner. I want you to really think about this. Can you disagree with your partner and still love them? Can you disagree with your husband and still hold space for his opinion? Do you want to do that? Because by ignoring him or by telling him not to talk or not to bring up money or not to tell you how he feels, you're ultimately just saying I don't want to know what's true for you. I don't want to know what you believe. I don't want to know what's on your mind. I only want to know what's on my mind and what I believe. And if you don't believe the same as me, then I don't want to hear your ideas. I never want you to use the fact that you disagree with your partner as a reason not to love your partner, ever. There's so much beauty and goodness that can come from differing beliefs and ideas And like I said, you do not have to use it as a reason not to love your partner. So step one, awareness. Step two, honoring the differences. That's what we just talked about. And the third step is to understand the differences. So after you've honored the differences, then the next step is to understand the differences. So getting to a place of understanding with not only your partner, but with all humans is so powerful. And part of why I love being a coach so much is because I love to understand why someone is the way that they are. And even when I can just take the time to understand why one person is the way that they are, it's so much easier to be understanding of all humans, including myself. So if someone comes to me or if Ryan comes to me with an idea or a standpoint that I just don't agree with, but I can understand why they have that idea. I understand maybe why they were raised or what they were taught or what they've experienced that has made them come to that position and to that belief system. Then at that point, having that understanding, it's so much easier for me to love them when I can understand them. But if I shut them off or I tell them that they're evil or they're stupid or they're ignorant, that they don't know what they're talking about, then I want you guys to hear this. There is no influence there. There is no conversation there. So many of you guys are wanting to bring people over to your viewpoint, but you're not willing to listen to them. And when you're not willing to listen to someone and hold space for them, like I said, there is absolutely no influence there. 
There's no conversation there. There's no sway there. So from now on, I challenge you, when you're in a situation where somebody disagrees with you, I want you to be genuinely curious. I always like to think of a scientist who is observing a subject. So think about this. When a scientist is observing a subject, the scientist has no motivations, no bias, no judgment. They're just trying to understand why. They're trying to understand why the subject does what they do, what motivates them, why they want the things that they want. And I feel like if that's how we can approach people who have a differing viewpoint than us, the world would truly be a better place. So what if the next time your partner said something about money, where you were like, what? Like, no way. No way. Instead of immediately defaulting to no and closing them off, you were just like, oh my gosh, that's fascinating. Tell me everything. I want to understand all of your ideas. I want to understand what's going on, where you're coming from. I want to hear everything you have to say. I want to ask all my questions because I'm so genuinely curious. Now, I'll make this point as well. I think this is really important too. Listening to someone does not mean that you are agreeing with them. This seems to be where a lot of people get hung up because it seems we have adopted this belief that we can't even bring ourselves to just listen to the opposing viewpoint of someone because we think that if we hold space for another human being to voice their opinion, then that means that we're agreeing with them. And when you hear it out loud, obviously you kind of know like that's ridiculous, that's ludicrous, but that's how we act, right? We're not even willing to listen to somebody who has an opposing viewpoint from us. So just a quick side note, listening to someone and giving them a space to be open and honest, it truly is one of the best gifts that you can give to another person. But it does not mean that you're going to change your mind or that you are adopting their viewpoint. One of the truest forms of communication is always allowing someone to express their opinion and not needing to correct them or not needing to fix it or change it. And maybe you don't even express your opinion. You just let the other person be heard. You just let them feel like what they're saying matters, even if it's opposite of what you believe. And you can just say something to them like, listen, I don't agree. I see it differently than you. I have a completely different opinion about this, but I do want to understand your opinion. So please keep talking. So when it comes to you and your partner, I want to ask you, have you ever taken the time to really understand where your partner is coming from when it comes to money and why they are the way that they are? Maybe you have gone through the exercise in episode one that I walk you through where I teach you the process of uncovering your own money beliefs and your own unique past with money. But how about doing that process with your partner and getting that lens into their past? And I can tell you this, that this step, doing this process is going to cultivate curiosity within you. And curiosity is one of my favorite emotions because I believe that curiosity leads to understanding and ultimately compassion. You might not agree and it probably won't change your mind, but I can tell you this, curiosity will always make you a more understanding person. When you can take time to dig deep, to really get curious, then at that point, it's going to shift you from I'm right, you're wrong, discussion over 
to, I disagree with you, but I do understand where you're coming from. And I love you for your unique viewpoint and I honor your unique experience. Okay, so that's the third step. So we have step one, awareness. Step two, honor the differences. Step three, understand the differences. And then the last step is to come to a resolution. So last week on Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram, I asked you guys in the little question box, I said, hey, what is the most common thing that you and your partner disagree on or fight about when it comes to money? There were hundreds of responses, but by far I can say probably 80% of the responses were not agreeing how to manage money. So you guys would tell me things like, I think we should save it. He thinks we should put it towards debt. Or I think we should put it towards our house and he wants to invest it, right? It was this difference of how money should be managed. So I want to just touch on that a little bit since, again, it was very eye-opening to me and it really seems like something that you guys are struggling with, which is just this difference of how the money should be handled and how it should be managed. So whenever you find you and your partner disagreeing about money, there's really kind of three things that can happen here to get this resolved. The first is that you adopt the other person's belief or you choose to go with the other person's plan. You do what they want to do. That's the first option. The second option is to find some sort of middle ground between the two. And the third option is that you each keep your own beliefs and neither of you budge. And really what that leads to is kind of just like a gridlock, right? Nothing really ever gets resolved there, but it is a choice. It's an active choice that you make. So those are the three ways that you can essentially get to a resolution, get to an ending point when you and your partner are disagreeing. And depending on the situation, you might pick one resolution for a certain situation and then pick another resolution for another situation. Ryan and I do this a lot. So as an example, I can think of past situations with money between Ryan and I where we have found middle ground. We had very differing viewpoints on how to handle, let's just say, like a certain pool of money. And so what we did is we literally just split the money down the middle and said, okay, half is going to go to what Paige thinks we should do with the money and half is going to go to what Ryan thinks we should do with the money. So again, that's kind of that second example of finding middle ground. But y'all listen, and this is the hard part. A lot of times the resolution that you're going to find is the first option where one of you comes to a point where you can say, listen, again, I don't necessarily agree with you, but I'm willing to do it your way. We had a situation like this recently with a pool of money that we had differing viewpoints on of what we should do with it. And we went back and forth and we talked it out and neither of us really were getting to a point where we were kind of seeing the other person's side. But eventually we came to the resolution that we were going to end up doing what Ryan wanted to do with the entire pool of money. Now, I'll just say this. A lot of people have a really hard time with doing this, with doing what the other person wants to do or with going with their strategy because you view it as losing the battle or losing the argument. Because again, you're looking at this like getting your partner to agree with you is the most important thing. But I can promise you that when you can go through this process of having awareness over your own mind, of honoring the differences between the two of you, of understanding where those differences are coming from, and then you both agreeing on a resolution, it changes everything. 
So this situation with Ryan and I, where we decided to do what he wanted to do with the money, I never once felt like I was losing, so to speak, or compromising, right? Like people are always like, oh, like just find a compromise. I honestly didn't feel like I was compromising. What I felt like is I felt like I was being a good teammate because I had taken the time to have a deep understanding of Ryan and of his unique history with money. And with that, I knew why he wanted to do what he wanted to do with the money. And sometimes being a good teammate is being the person who can make the assist so that your partner can dunk the ball. Listen, the team still gets two points. You're just not the one doing the dunking, okay? But that's all right because we win together and we lose together. So the most important thing is to find a resolution that works for you both. But as someone who is here, you're the one who's here. You're the one that's listening to this podcast and who is a part of this community. And so you're the one I want to challenge. I want to challenge you to step away from being right all the time. I want you to step away from winning all the time. Will you get your way sometimes? Yeah, of course you will. But it's not going to be all the time. And that's okay. Because even when you don't, quote, get your way, there's still a lot of good and learning that comes out of the experience. So to wrap this episode up, here is something that I think that we can all practice to make this world a more understanding and inclusive place. And it's learning how to have conversations where we say, I disagree with you, but I love you. I disagree with you, but I respect you. I honor your right to have a view that differs from mine. And I honor your willingness to share that opinion with me. When we can learn to disagree with each other, when you can open up your mind and fill up your life with people that are different from you and have differing viewpoints than you, I know it seems scary. I know your brain screams at you and says, danger. But I think what you'll find is if you can push through that discomfort and open up your world to accept people that think differently than you do, that do things differently than you do, then I think that you'll see that your world and your life will become a much more interesting and vibrant place to be. All right. I love you guys. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please take a screenshot or a screen recording, share it on Instagram. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you took two minutes to leave a review. And lastly, make sure that you check out Money Harmony. I do not want you to miss it. All right. Love you so much. I will see you Tuesday. Hey girl, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in overcoming overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, the student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money and your spending will be controlled, purposeful, and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.